to the Blessed Holy Ghost that seals us and secures us until the day of redemption. To this great pastor. Wait a minute, somebody turn this mic off. I said to this great pastor. Amen. What an honor it is to be with you today and to celebrate these 116 years, particularly seeing that out of a few of those years represent the greatest transformation in my life. Man, you hear me say so often, it was at the cross where I first saw the light. But it was at New Mission where I first saw the cross. Amen. So it's just a joy to be with you today. Amen. Good to see Pastor, uh, is he gone? Oh, there he is. Amen. Good to see him this morning. Amen. Amen. I asked him if he wanted to preach, but he, he wouldn't cooperate. Amen. Amen. My wife is with me. Amen. 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 From the assigned text, what a text, what a text, Psalm 116, verse 12 through 4, and the subject is, after all the Lord has done, what, what a text. What a question, what a question. And it reads this way in the New Living Translation, it reads this way. What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. After all the Lord has done. Father, we thank you today for this opportunity, this privilege to look into your word. Pray that you give us sight and insight into your word, clarity, and that your word might go forth with clarity and understanding. We thank you in advance for what you're going to do and give you the glory and all the praise. Take no credit of our own, but we thank you 
been so faithful in the past, and we're thanking you in advance. In Jesus' name, for Christ's sake, amen. Dr. Andre Crouch, among all the marvelous songs that he has written, wrote a song entitled, My Tribute. And the words go something like this. How can I say thanks for all the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, Yet you gave to prove your love to me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. Amen. I believe I can say without fear of contradiction today that those of us who have been walking with the Lord for some time know that serving the Lord is both a privilege and a blessing. Amen. And I also believe that we too will have to agree that God has surely been good to us. Amen. <laughs> Each and every blessing we enjoy was given to us of his good hand. And even today we have the privilege of worshiping him because of his goodness. We enjoy our health, our homes, our families, and our lives simply because of his goodness. None have been as good to us as God has. Amen. I think I can speak for you when I say I am grateful for his goodness. And he is worthy of our praise for his great goodness. I'm thankful for his mercy. I'm glad that he didn't reserve all of his goodness and mercy for the Jews, the people of old. But even today, he is still extending to us his mercy, and his grace. Well, we were no better than those rebellious Jews. We were all guilty of sin and deserved the righteous judgment of God. But he offered mercy and grace instead. He withheld that judgment that we had earned and through his grace offered undeserved favor. Where would any of us be had it not been 
for the mercy of God. Amen. And when justice calls, mercy answers. Amen. God is sovereign. Amen. He's sovereign. Uh, he's involved. He's planning. He is executing. He is controlling. Amen. He is that sovereign God who is here and controlling all things. Creation. Redemption. Amen. And he is, I like to say it, involved. Amen. Amen. He is remote. He is transcendent. But he is not remote. Amen. He is here. He is here. Give him a hand because he's here. He is here. He is here upholding everything. Amen. Not only is he here and controlling everything, but if you listen carefully, he's speaking. Amen. Amen. He is imminent. He's not just infinitely up there. He is radically right here. Amen. 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 So, so what, what you believe about God is determined how you live. Amen. Amen. It, it absolutely affects how you live. Amen. 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 What you believe about God. Are oh, there some believers here? Huh? Well, let's, let's, can I stay there just a minute? Um, I found out this past week something about believers versus unbelievers. There is a difference between the two. Jesus says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Now, a believer thinks and believes. The unbeliever thinks, but doesn't believe what it thinks about. I hope there's some believers here this morning. Amen. 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 For what you believe about God determines how you live. It absolutely affects how you live. As a matter of fact, if you believe in God, it cannot not affect how you live. Amen. Amen. As we observe in our culture today, the wicked and horrific acts of terrorism and violence perpetrated by evil men. Amen. We ask ourselves that old question. Uh, why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? It seems that the wicked are getting away with their sinful deeds and their acts go unchecked and unpunished. 
It even appears that the scales are tipped in favor of the wicked. It seems that they live long lives while the lives of the righteous are seemingly cut short. But my brothers and my sisters, we must not allow ourselves to become overly disturbed because the Bible is true when it states in Psalms 37, verse 1 and 2, fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Sooner or later, God catches up with the acts of the wicked, and they will eventually get just what they deserve. Amen. Now, I heard a, a rather genius of a preacher. You will remember his name, Dr. Robert Smith, Jr. He said these words, he who owns all things and owes no one anything, loves us who owes everyone everything and owns nothing. Amen. 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 Paul said in Acts chapter 17, verse 25, God is not served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. Amen. You can't give anything to God or do anything for God that he hasn't first given to you and done for you. Amen. It occurred to me the other day that in the job market, one of our greatest concerns are the benefits. We select careers predicated on the benefits that are available. In the words of our text, the psalmist asks a tremendous question. What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Now the question is based on the believer's reflection of the unlimitedness of divine goodness. Amen. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Amen. As a matter of fact, when it comes to God's goodness, it's embarrassing. When I think about how good he's been to me and how deficient I've been in return, Amen. 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 We worship God. We praise God 
because of the unlimitedness of divine goodness. Now understand, and I know you already know, that praise and worship is a both a reflection and a remembrance. The psalmist remembers and reflects upon his benefit package. Amen. Amen. We meet today to honor him, to praise him. Let's get it straight. We have not met today uh, to be seen or heard. We have met to praise the Lord. Can I say that he's worthy of his praise? Nobody has done as much for me as Jesus. Amen. Nobody ever loved me like Jesus. Nobody could deliver me but Jesus. Amen. I had no hope until I met Jesus. I had no security until I met Jesus. I was not redeemed until I met Jesus. He is worthy of our praise. Amen. Amen. And now, just in case you have problems with worship and praise, at the heart of worship is reflection and remembrance. When you remember God's goodness, amen, it makes earthly worship feel like a heavenly experience. Amen. Uh, I thought we ought to take a little time and renew or rediscover our benefits. Amen. Well, he saves us by his grace. He keeps us by his power. He nourishes us by his word. He surrounds us in his love. He pities us in our weakness. He's merciful, merciful towards us in our failure. He hides us in his pavilion. He shields us from danger. He lights our way in the darkness. He seeks us when we stray. He props us up when we're leaning. He understands us when no one else tries. Amen. He protects us when Satan seeks to destroy us. He gives us rest when we are weary. He calms our fears in the midst of the storm. Angels guard us on every hand. He sends us help. When the host of hell assailed, he stands by us in trouble. He guides us with his counsel. He holds us in the hollow of his hand. He's mindful of us when we forget. He blesses us 
when we're unworthy. He makes a way for us when we're hemmed in. He gives us hope in times of despair. He directs our paths. He establishes our goings. He gives us strength for the journey. He makes our enemies behave. He hears us when we pray. He comforts us when we're all alone. Amen. What a benefit package. My God. My God. David thought about his benefits. And he responds after considering all these things. And he asks this question. What shall I render in, in, in return? Um, um, the, the question, what shall I render? Now, the first thing that we have to notice about this question uh, is that it's a personal statement. A amen. Uh, David is not asking what the corporate body of the church should do. But, but what David wants to know is what, what can I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what can I do? Amen, amen. Uh, it, it's personal. Now, because it's personal, it calls for self-examination. Amen. Uh -oh. This follows Paul's suggestion in 1 Corinthians 11 and 28 where he says, let a man, let every man, as a matter of fact, examine himself. Uh, the psalmist says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way any wicked way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Now, now, the psalmist is admitting the fact that he cannot search his own heart. Amen. No one knows their own heart. Uh, the heart is a master of disguises. Amen. The, the heart will let you smile in a person's face. Amen. Uh, greet them, hug them even, and then take a couple of steps behind their back and talk about how you can't stand it. The heart is a master of disguises. A amen. Never ever depend on what your heart says about you to be true. It will always fool you. Amen. Uh, the Bible says, the Bible says, the reason we can't depend on our heart is because human knowledge is too limited. It's too prejudicial. Amen. Um, uh, we need inspection. Um, what we need is a, a checkup. We, we need, we need a, checkup. And if you're going to get a checkup, you got to know where to go to get it. Yes, Amen. That's the reason why we don't take our automobiles to Kroger's. Amen. Amen. Uh, we, you got to know where to go 
to get the checkup. Amen. 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 That's why we don't take our car when it needs body work to the shoe shop. Not the right place. If you want a checkup, you want a good, honest, clear discernment of your heart, there's only one place you can go. And that's to the Lord. The Lord is the inspector. Amen. 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 Bible makes it plain that every way of a man is right in his own eyes. But the Lord pondereth the heart. Amen. David says, David says, what can I offer the Lord? Now these are the words of a debtor. This is, these are the words of one in debt. This is not the words of somebody demanding a payment. No, this is the one who recognizing that much has been advanced to him. And now he wants to know, what can I do in return? What shall I pay back uh, uh, for all the things he has rendered to me? To begin with, I was nothing until he came into my life. Amen. And he made me. I was lost until he found me. Amen. I was a captive until he redeemed me. Amen. I, I was a slave until he brought me back and set me free. What shall then, what now can I do? All the good things that God has done for me. Amen. He created me. He predestined me before the foundation of the world. Amen. It, it was not just my father and my mother who created me. They, they passed on some of their characteristics, but it was God who created me, who reared me. Amen. He loved me. He created me. He gave himself up for me. He listened to insults for me. He endured wounds for me. He redeemed me with his blood. Amen. Now what shall I give back to the Lord for all that he has done for me? He says, well, the first thing I do, I'm going to drink the cup. Will you tell your neighbor you got a cup too? Everybody got a cup. Amen. You want to know what's in it? You ain't going to like it. Amen. But all of us have a cup. Amen. Amen. He says, I'll drink the cup of salvation. I'll drink from the cup of sorrow and death. Then he says, I owe him because he's heard my prayers. All my vows. He recognizes me, rejoices over me as his servant. And then he says, I'm going to give public witness yes, 
whenever I'm in the assembly, I'm going to be a praiser. I'm going to be a worship. I will not be silent anymore. And I don't care who's listening. I don't care who's watching. I'm going to give God praise and glory. Amen. Because he, he deserves it. He deserves it. Amen. Amen. I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise him. Amen. And since we got the best boss in the world. Amen. And a retirement plan that's out of this world. Amen. Amen. We also have to understand that while we are rejoicing, Christ does not exempt us from the ups and downs of life. He does not inoculate us from tests and trials, from hardships and hell. The fact of the matter is, he is the one who said in this world, you will have tribulation. Uh, you won't get through life without your share of cuts and bruises. Amen. But the wonderful thing is, is that while we are not exempt from the twists and turns, complexities and problems of life, there is one thing that he has promised. Amen. He promised that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And that simply says that uh, no matter what we go through, amen, we have this promise of his consistent companionship. We may have to go through the same life with others, but we don't have to go through the same life as others, the same way others do, because we have God with us. And it's good to know that he has not left us in this world to fend for ourselves. God is not an absentee landlord. Amen. He is with us, and he gets involved in the affairs of life. But it's still true. With this persistent presence, we will have problems. We will have persecutions. We have to wrestle with hardships. We have to deal with, amen. After we get saved, we have to go through some stuff, amen. But remember, while you're going through, you were the one who said you wanted to be like Jesus. Amen. So would you therefore be surprised? Amen. That you got to fight now and then? Amen. That's why I love the songs that our foreparents used to sing. We put them out to church. We need to bring them back. Amen. Amen. They, 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 they knew that they must not enter into faith under false pretenses. So they were singing a song that said, we are soldiers in the army. We have to fight, although we have to cry. We're going to hold up the blood-stained banner, and we're going to hold it up until we die. 
Amen. And so that song reminds us, amen, that we have to go through some things. Amen. Amen. And the church needs to be prepared to go through. Amen. What a joy there is on the other side of through. Amen. Amen. Just in case there's somebody here today going through something, I want to tell you, just hang in there a little while. Just hold on. Don't give up. Hang in there. Amen. You, you think you've been praising God. You, you just wait till you get on the other side of truth. Amen. 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 See, the church has to grow. Amen. These are not the good old days. These are new days with new problems, new difficulties, and we have to grow to be prepared for them. Now, we don't want the church growing in numbers and not growing in maturity. Amen. 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 See, the greatest danger that we face is not that our aim is too high. The greatest danger we face is that our aim is too low and we hit it. That's the danger that we face. See, God is not looking for perfect people. No, God is looking for available people. Amen. There's really only two kinds of people in the world. And those who know Jesus and those who need to know Jesus. That, that's really all it's about. Amen. And regardless of what you've been through, don't get down on yourself. Because every sinner has a future and every saint has a past. Amen. Amen. Believe it or not. Amen. That's what these tough times in our life have that purpose of. Amen. Listen. God's greatest desire for you is not that you be rich. I hope you are. Amen. But, but that's not his greatest desire. Amen. His greatest desire is not that you be famous. Amen. Listen, his greatest desire is not even that you be safe. Amen. His greatest desire is not that you be happy. His greatest desire for your life is that you finally find your greatest desire in him. Amen. Amen. As a matter of fact, God will allow you to go through some troubles because you will discover your ministry while in misery. Amen. And, and, and quite often, God's message will come out of your mess. A amen. Amen. Uh, we define ourselves best based on what we've been through. Amen. When you become more and more like Jesus, you, you like that commercial about the watch, you, you can take a licking and keep on chicken. Amen. 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 So, so we, we've got to grow. 
we've got to grow. We, we've got to strengthen ourselves. We've got to prepare ourselves for more difficult times. Amen. 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 It, it would be terrible to have a church full of people been saved for 10, 15, 20 years, but they're still in diapers. Amen. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, still acting like children. Because you know how children are. Uh, if they don't get their way, they throw a temper tantrum and beat and tore the whole church up. <laughs> a amen. Amen. So we got to grow. We, we, we got to prepare ourselves for more difficult times. More difficult times. Stories told of a little boy who lived in the country way back many years ago. He had reached a certain age, I think the age of 12. And... Um, in his life, he had never seen a circus. News reached town that the circus was coming to town. He ran home and said, oh, daddy, can I please go to see the circus? The father, realizing how intense his desire was, he said to him, he said, well, um, if you can do your chores early, uh, I'll see to it that you have enough money to go to the circus became so excited and the day came and he ran towards town amen ran towards town saw the crowd he worked his way through the crowd and then he began to see the approach of the parade he heard the roar of the wild lions he saw the elephants he saw the giraffe he saw the procession as it came towards him, and as it came more and more towards him, the more excited he got. Finally, at the end of the line, end of the parade, there was a clown. The clown had on a baggy shirt, baggy pants, baggy shoes, red nose, and he thought to himself, since he's at the end of the line, he must be the end of the circus. So he reached in his pocket, took out the money that his father gave it, went to the clown, put it in his hand, and started home. When he got home, there was a disappointed look on his face, and the father said, what's the matter? He said, well, I saw it, but I didn't get much out of it. Didn't get much out of it. He said, what do you mean? He described to his father the proceeding, what he had saw. And the father said, you didn't see the circus. You saw the parade. Listen, listen. When, when you get saved, when God saves you, show enough saves you. I don't want you to think that you've seen all he has to offer. Amen. No, salvation is just the beginning. When you come up and give the preacher your hand and put your name on the list, that ain't the finish line. That's just the starting line. No, God's not through with you yet. Amen. Amen. No, no, no. That's when the work begins. 
Amen. Listen, I was joyful when I got saved. But when I think about all he's done for me since I got saved, I'm telling you, listen, I thought he was wonderful before I got saved. But how he's changed my life since I got saved. Huh? I thought that he had power before I got saved. But when I seen him take my crazy self, my crooked self, my double-tongued self, and turn it around, oh God, I want you to know you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. No, 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 salvation is where it starts. Yeah. 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 Well, now, Pastor, why are you emphasizing this? Why are you emphasizing this? Well, I'm emphasizing it because in this 46 years going on of pastoring, I've observed so many folk who came in on fire. Huh? And ended up on ice. I've seen so many people who said, I'm going to run on, see what the end going to be. And they didn't run on, they ran off. Huh? I want you to know, we have so much to look forward to. But unfortunately, Many believers, after a number of years, yes, tend to get into a rut. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And when you get into a rut, you eventually begin to rot. Yes, they become bored. They become bitter. Yes, they become burdened. Yes, because they lose focus of what they're supposed to be doing yes, for the Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. Amen. They develop a carnal spirit. Yes, sir. Yes, Amen. Yes, sir. They become numb and negative. Yes, sir. Amen. They get knocked out by sin, yes, selfishness, yes, and Satan. Yes, and then the sad thing about it is, this is not just happening in the pew. This is happening in the pulpit. Amen. What happened? Well, they stopped growing in the Lord. And if you are not ripe, amen, or maturing, then you're going to start to rot and ruin. You lose your joy. You lose your love for other people. You lose your interest in the Bible. You lose your interest in the church. You lose your thirst to know Christ better. Amen. But I want you to know today that there is a pursuit in life that's worthy of your devotion. I heard the Lord said, thou shalt love me with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Amen. I want you to know that life is better when it's given to something bigger than you are. Amen. 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 The Bible says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Amen. 
Amen. This is a matter of life and death. Amen. 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 One more thing I got to tell you, and then I'm going to leave you alone. Amen. I, the older I get, the more I misplace stuff. I, uh, amen. I, my wife and I have a saying when we can't find something. Uh, she said, we put it up. We just forgot where up is. I, I misplaced stuff. Uh, and, and, and the older I get, the more often it happens. Uh, misplaced stuff. Uh, but let me tell you something. If there's one thing that is terrible to misplace, it's sad when love is misplaced. When, when the love that is intended for God is misplaced. There's no greater, there's no more dangerous action than that. God says we not only have to love him, we have to love him as he prescribes. Amen. Yeah. And so if, if you find yourself having placed the love designed for God somewhere else. Let me strongly suggest you go back and get it. You go back and get it and put it where it belongs. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Love him. What do I owe him? I owe him everything. Amen. 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 Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yes, indeed. After all <laughs> the Lord has done. Amen. God bless you. Give God some praise for that master.